0: Well, good Wednesday morning, and welcome to Connect, the California MBA's weekly podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Dustin Hobbs, Communications Director here at the California MBA. Uh, since we started a little late here in January, we took the first couple of weeks in January off, we're going to give you a bonus episode this month. So I'm excited to get into the conversation with our guest this morning and uh, kind of find out uh, her thoughts on the industry, where we're at. It's our our final uh, week of the month where we're going to discuss uh, um, origination issues and, and uh, uh, strategies. And so th- I think this is a, a perfect opportunity to have a, a chat with her about uh, where she sees the industry at at the moment. So before we do that, though, I want to thank our sponsors over at Accelerate so if you're looking to close more loans in 2021, and I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, then you should probably check out Encelerate and experience Incelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform that features lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, which includes text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and much more. And uh, just on a, on a personal note, if you're on uh, LinkedIn and uh, you know who uh, a Josh friend is, if you're in the industry, and Josh is a really great guy and uh, heads up accelerate So if you don't know him, you should get to know him on uh, LinkedIn. It's a great way to touch base with them. And if you are interested in finding out more about accelerate head over to Incelerate.com and schedule your demo today. Okay, let's get into the conversation. I'm excited to welcome in Lori Brewer, founder and CEO of LBA Ware, a, a, a company that's been a member for the, of the California NBA for a number of years now, but we haven't actually had a chance to have her on the program yet. So, welcome, Lori.
1: Thank you, Dustin. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, and so for those that uh, maybe aren't familiar with you or the company, why don't you take a minute and tell us a little about your your background in the industry, how you uh, got to the point where you started LBA Ware, and sort of and what the company does.
1: Awesome. I started uh, out in engineering, so uh, I got my degree in architectural and structural engineering, which sounds a little different from where I am now, but in reality it is designing and creating things. So I've always loved to create things that are both beautiful and functional. Um, In architecture school, we learned a a principle: form follows function, and that's what we try to do in our software, figure out the best way to architect a solution, and then the look follows that, uh, the best solution to that problem. In going back a little bit, uh, in high school, I was awarded an Air Force ROTC scholarship, uh, then spent four years in the Air Force. And that's when, um, in the early 90s, dating myself, I... I worked myself into a webmaster role when the Internet was just kind of coming of age and fell in love with the idea of creating an environment where people could share ideas, access information in real time. Um, At that point, it was worldwide mechanics, basically, on the C-130 that for the first time ever could get documents that didn't have to be mailed or faxed to them so it was like magic and i was addicted and it's really not that far from the mortgage industry and the paper that uh we've had to push around for years um following the air force i joined a small startup that was an internet service provider that sold modems literally out of the back of a kroger and (laughs) and we um taught families and businesses how to get on the internet for the first time and one day somebody from the local mortgage company walked in and Hired me to create what they called an intranet, and uh, that's how my mortgage career started. Um, worked there for 10 years, and in the financial crisis of 2008, that lender unfortunately, um, uh, you know, finally ended up on the uh, on the blow up list, which I've now forgotten what See it's called.
0: Meter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's how LBAware was created. Uh, started. I. I then did ad hoc software development for mortgage lenders across the country, Envoy Mortgage out of Houston, Texas. It was one of the first lenders to hire me to to write a a data warehouse, and um, that's how the company got started.
0: That's really interesting. I think of all the people I've spoken to in the industry in the last 15, 16, 17 years, you may have the more uh, unique story. I don't think anyone's told me that they got started in the back of a Kroger uh, in selling motors. That's a great story. That's a great story.
1: Um, it was interesting
0: so let's fast forward to the uh um the present here so Compensafe, that's one of your the products that LBA uh, where sells uh you've got a position here as one of the industry's leading incentive comp uh, management platforms and it's giving you sort of an in-depth uh, uh, insight i would imagine into industry comp trends so what key comp trends we uh, should we be looking at uh in 2021 and what did you see in uh 2020.
1: Um, yeah, CompensAfe is our flagship product. Uh, its purpose in life is to automate the commission uh, and bonuses and overrides for independent mortgage bankers, credit unions, and depositories. So uh, we've had a, a really good 2020, as you can imagine. And we we uh, published quarterly studies that show year-over-year changes. So our Q4 study just came out Uh, I believe this morning when the the, the air that should align with the airtime of this show. So please check it out on our website, lbaware.com. But I'll go ahead and and discuss some of the trends we saw and same trend we really saw in Q3 and Q4, which is is no surprise to I'm sure anyone listening. But uh, uh, in case you've uh, been under a rock, volumes have been very high. And that of course is due to the interest rate environment. But because of that, and because loan originators are not paid on the profitability, but mainly paid on the volume and units that they fund, um, the LOs in our platform closed on average 60% more uh, in Q4 of 2020 versus Q3. So on average, or sorry, Q4 of 2019. So in 2019, on average, they were closing about 1.6 million a month. Um, in 2020, uh, they were averaging 2.6 million a month uh, per LO. So that's that's an easy 1 million more a month, which of course added to their paycheck. Uh, the average basis point rate really stayed steady from 19 to 2020, um, and that was around 105 bps. One interesting uh, fact is that purchase transactions uh, tend to pay a little bit higher basis point, and that's mainly because they're self-generated. Refinance a lot of times carries a, um, it's branch uh, or company referred, but if it's self-generated, a lot of times those commission rates are a little bit higher. So what we saw is the purchase transactions were averaged about 111 bits in the fourth quarter. We also saw operational bonuses tick up, which is probably no surprise either, Um, you know, and the fact that there was a lot of hiring also. So quite a few more people um, in the operational departments. The last thing I'll just kind of point out is we're proud that for our clients and our primary users, which are the back office and payroll and H.R., compensation departments regarding the people that had to handle all this volume and most of those commissions are all unique plans they're snowflakes Um, but for the most part they did not have to size up their departments they were able to Hmm. leverage compensate to process that increased work workload
0: one obviously that leaves you know leaves room in the budget to hire more lo's to close more loans i mean Seems like it fits right in with their, you know, their plan for last year and, uh, you know, taking advantage of the refi boom.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully that'll, I think it'll sustain for the first part of this year. Hopefully it'll, we'll have, continue to have a great 2021. Um, yeah, but absolutely. definitely a good year for people.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Uh, no doubt about that. So uh, I guess this is maybe a related question. Then, so what are some best practices then for maximizing the impact of uh, incentive comp plans?
1: Yeah. So we see we see a lot of different ideas. Um, I would say the basics, you know, are number one, just having a really clear, transparent, and easy to understand compensation plan. There's nothing worse. And people questioning how they're paid, um, and I believe that's one of the best best things that we're able to provide is you know here's how the numbers add up, here's how you got paid, how you got paid because it does get you know it can get confusing. Um, so well documented, well explained, um, going into all the corners of things that can happen and making sure that that's all understood. Um, as far as like the structure of those plans, we see some really good simple ones and we see some really good complex ones. Um, From the complexity standpoint, if if you have really tight business processes and clean data, because it all comes down to clean data, then I believe strongly in coupling your production goals with quality measurements. So if you can tier like either operational bonuses or BIPs on volume, you can um incent your lenders to go for those higher volumes in the month to hit higher basis point rates and especially on the operational side if you can then tie that with a quality measurement um that's that's key but of course it has to be you know it has to be rock solid no question on how those quality measurements are computed but if it is very black and white then the, I think that's just the ultimate and to encourage both quality and production.
0: Yeah, well, and I think you hit it right on the head in the beginning about having a, a, a clear and transparent plan. I mean, we've talked to a bunch of lenders here in the last year, and every one of them is focused you know, to a much larger degree than they would have been you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago on culture at the company. And I mean, there's nothing more corrosive to a culture at a company than you know, <laughs> unhappy employees. So I think that uh, fits right in with their strategy as well. Um, So let's uh, change gears here a little bit here. Um, So you're obviously you you mentioned earlier that Compensate is sort of the flagship uh, uh, product for the company, but last year you launched LineGear, which is sort of a turnkey BI platform designed for lenders. So what, in your from your perspective, what sets it apart from others in that uh, BI space? So uh, you
1: know, there's a couple things that get me really excited, and one is is organizing data. Um, So I feel like you go in you get familiar with a business and what they're doing and familiar with where their data is and then finding ways to put that data together and have realizations about you know how how possibly that could be used to educate people across the organization on how to do things better um, what what's coming down you know what's coming down the pipe tomorrow and next week especially in your pipeline Uh, you can only fix those problems if you know about them ahead of time Um, so that you know lime gear really goes back to my core so like when i said i got hired out of the back of a kroger by a lender (laughs) um, i we spent 10 years and that's all i did was just try to maximize every process and automate every process within that company so this goes back to my roots and it and it's so funny to me dustin because like here we are in 2020, but a lot of those same problems exist. Mm -hmm. Accessibility to data, uh, accurate data, and having it when you need it. And when I say that, what we're focusing on is the corporate office, yes, but really the people in the field, the branch managers, area managers, regional managers, anyone doing production that needs access to data in an organized, simplistic fashion to find out what's going on with their pipeline, where are they making money, where are they losing money, and what are their people doing? So, especially um, with the fact we've just hired a lot of people, what are they doing? Who, who stacks up above others? What are the practices they're doing that others could learn from? And that's what Limegear provides. Limegear provides all that company, all that information down the chain throughout the company so that people can manage their teams more effectively.
0: Yeah, one, well, you know, perfect timing too, obviously with you know everyone hiring last year. I mean, you couldn't get you couldn't get through, uh, you know, a couple of scrolls on LinkedIn last year without seeing, you know, a huge bonus from some company for hiring uh, LO. So it definitely seems like you guys hit uh, hit the right time on that. Um, so, so much of the industry focus right now is on optimizing sales and managing pipelines to keep up with the, you know, the ongoing refi them, as long as uh, rates stay you know, somewhat where they're at um, and take advantage of it while it lasts. So what are the, some of the, maybe some of the tangible steps that lenders can take to improve in those areas?
1: Yeah, for me, um, and and I'll share this. in before i left the the mortgage company i was working for it was 2006 and 7 and everyone under the sun was trying to refinance their mortgage and I actually for about six months i started originating loans too because i had created an online app and we were taking in online applications and there was weren't enough people in the company to Process those apps, and I was like, you know, I just raised my hand. Well, can I get a commission if I process those? Apps? So from that, I, I learned I learned every side and every position in the company, and you know, it all comes down to at the end of the day, communication, management of of the people that you your relationships, and you know, doing the right things and making a phone call at the end of the process, making sure your borrowers um happy and understands you know the clarity of what's going on and then of course i i would be remiss if i didn't say and use technology so there's all sorts of wonderful technology a lot of people that have been on your show recently um, with some great technology that i believe in that um, you can use to continue to manage and prune your pipeline and then keep up with those people over the years yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I couldn't agree with you, more. This is definitely a golden age of technology in the industry right now on everything from the, you know, every uh, every uh, part of the life cycle alone is seeing a a, a bump in the adoption and increase in, in effective use of, of technology. It's it's pretty amazing to watch. Um, so you know, I have a question for you. So. <laughs> This last year obviously has been, to say the least, a, a change for many lenders in uh, how their company operates with so many people working from home now due to the pandemic. And then I think, you know, I mean, I'm sure you're hearing this too from your clients that this is not necessarily going to all go away once, uh, um, you know, sort of with the uh, vaccine we hit sort of cure, herd immunity, everyone's not going to flood back to the office, we're still going to be working a lot uh, remotely for the foreseeable future. So. You know how can firms like LBA where help companies maintain origination uh, volume and sales in that environment?
1: So I think uh, from the perspective of any technology company, we're helping to distribute the information. Uh, you know through your computer, you can be anywhere. Your office is anywhere that you are, uh, anywhere that you are, and your date and you're able to access your data. Uh, so you know here at LBA we've you know, that one week in March when I think everyone did the same thing, I, I said everybody take their laptops home, we'll be working from home for two weeks.
0: <laughs> just two weeks. That's it.
1: Yeah. Right. Because, you know, it was gonna magically be gone in, in on that third week. Um, but I think that's taught us a lot in that in that just managing from the perspective of um Having information at your at your fingertips, knowing and trusting, uh, and it, having processes, educating you know from my perspective, educating my developers on what's expected of them, and then I trust them, and then I'm also able to see uh, you know what they're doing when they turn it in and the production of the work. And the same thing in LimeGear is that from a manager's perspective, whether they 100% trust that everybody's doing what they need to do, or if they want to make sure that things are getting done, the 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 whole key from my perspective is having visibility into that data. You know, did the files get processed? Did they get turned into underwriting? Did we turn around, um, have a quick turnaround on the conditions? Are those... Files quality. Are we getting them to the closing table? Are our borrowers happy? Are those survey scores coming back good? You know, what LO is closing the most production along with the highest customer satisfaction score? You know, or do we have some issues we need to address? There's a there's a graph that one of my favorite pieces of line gear is is um, KPI insights. So the ability to graph everything in a Quadrants, you know, so if I want to see production versus customer satisfaction or speed to closing or underwriting conditions versus my processor's number of loans they've processed, I can see all that graphed out. And the visual, visualization of data and having that in real time is key to running um, a, a business that runs on data and processes.
0: Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, leads me right into my next question here. I mean, obviously this last year and, you know, in any time you have a a, a refi boom, there's such a focus on volume and, and quantity, but obviously it's crucial to keep an eye on, on quality. So maybe you can uh, maybe talk a little bit more about the importance of of quality and that I think this kind of gets to what you're talking about with lime gear.
1: Right. So, um, and, and I know, you know, every lender does it in their own way, and they have different measurements, and they have different ways of seeing, you know, pulling quality measurements. And sometimes it's hard to discern um, kind of the gray areas of what people call, a, a you know, a, a, a good file or a file that has holes. Um, But I do think it can be a science. It can actually be laid out and documented on what's a quality file and what we are going to measure and not measure. Um, As long as you have the ability to kind of turn those levers and, and control from a data perspective, what you state is is a good quality file if that makes sense so turning in a file that has multiple conditions and it might be a self-employed borrower and all these things so we we know that that there are certain files that are going to be more complex but at the end of the day it can be engineered um it can be put out right what
0: this is the engineer's mind talking right here
1: i know because uh you can lay it all out you know like giant spreadsheet um, we replace spreadsheets at LBAware, but, you know, I love Excel. It's the best best way to lay something out before you, before you program it. Um, so I'll sort of get off that topic, but as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about, like, you know, all, it's funny. All the LOSs have the exact same data points. You might have some custom fields, but at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. And so if you can lay all that out and tie things to it and then measure it and then see that on a graph, there's so many things that pop out that you might not notice going on in your business until you visualize it.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. So let's uh, switch gears here again. Uh, I'm curious as a you know, as a woman owned business, what are your thoughts on the mortgage industry and and how we can, you know, do more to develop a a more diverse leadership uh, class, if you will. And that's, you know, on every category, race, age, gender, all that. Um, What what are your thoughts on
1: that? And I'll add to that veteran or not. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's important too. Um, I think some of the organizations out there now are just fantastic. Uh, Namba, Tony Thompson, uh, Next, Empower. um, They're shedding light, I think on how important diversity and inclusion is really in the in our industry in every industry um and i think those efforts will snowball because um the truth will win right and having a diverse uh and inclusive culture is the right not only the right thing to do but it makes good smart business sense and as um that's why i really think you know I feel like it is snowballing. It, it'll it start picking up more and more steam. We'll see uh, more diversity in our, we have to, right? We we have to find talented people. Um, and I think it'll just make our industry stronger.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And we actually just started here at the California MBA here in 2021. We just launched our own diversity and inclusion committee. So, and if you're interested in that, I mean, by all means, uh, send us an email, reach out to us and we'll get you plugged in there. Um, so awesome. you mentioned culture um, tell us you guys have kind of a, a unique culture there at uh, lba where i'm really curious tell us about the chucks if you will explain the the purpose the meaning the the uh you know the thinking behind the chucks
1: yeah i have my chucks sitting behind me
0: so maybe you gonna have to explain what they are though maybe for someone who's uh, some of our younger uh, younger in our audience
1: yeah true <laughs> there we go there we go Okay, uh, how much time do we have? Um, there's short story, the short version and long version. I'll, I'll try and kind of condense it. But uh, when LBA first started out, we were in this, you know, I thought it was a big enough office, but it was really like four rooms. And we had like six people. And But one of the developers who was messing with um, mobile um, code created a, an app I mean, it was, it was just stupid, but it was called Chuck check. And if you ran into someone, it was just, again, it didn't go anywhere. You probably won't find it on the app store, but if you ran into someone wearing checks, you would take a picture and post Chuck check. And it just had photo. it's so, so funny. we thought it was funny. We all bought checks in the office. Um, we started wearing them on Friday as Chuck check. We would go out to lunch together back in the day when you could go out to lunch together. And, um, that, that it just started a thing. I didn't really have anything to do with it. Then they were everybody, you know, we wanted to buy people coming in, um, that started with LBA where they all, it's kind of bizarre you, you when you get an offer letter from us. And then one of the primary question is what your, what is your shoe size? And, if people don't know what we're doing, <laughs> uh, but they get a, you know, a new pair of Chucks on their first day at LBAware. So, and then we have a Chuck circle that you can probably see if you look on our website and photos. And it's just been something fun.
0: That's so cool. That's totally the, the, the best kind of culture is one that develops organically like that. And, you know, leadership gives the freedom for it to sort of grow like that. I mean, you t- I mean, I have to imagine that is some great glue amongst the, uh, the staff and the employees there at the company. It's fun. Yeah, fun. Cool. Well, we got time for one more question. And, I, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. So um, this last year has obviously been a big year when it comes to advocacy as well, both at the federal level and here in uh, Sacramento at the state level. Uh, so what are your thoughts as a, you know, a company that's been a member of the California MBA for several years now? Um, what are your thoughts on the importance that and the crucial role that advocacy plays in the industry? And what would be what would your thoughts be or, or what would you say to a member or a potential member who is considering
1: getting involved? Oh, to me, I mean, it's if you're part of the industry, you you would be remiss by not being involved. Um, I think the mission of the NBA and California NBA, which which you guys are, I think, on the forefront of a lot of the topics, hot button issues. Um, it's imperative to be a member if you're going to be in this industry, just to be involved in the issues you guys are are discussing and um, and keeping ahead of any legislation, especially when it impacts consumers and their access to credit and therefore the industry's um, policies and, and things that we would have to do uh, Yeah, I'm 100% behind it, and I hope your membership's going up during this year, even though there's no conferences, because I know you've been involved in a lot of things, you know, from forbearance to other things, and and those issues are are very important. Um, And I personally am excited just from the perspective of getting together (laughs) at events again um because i I really miss being in a room and and hearing about these things and and talking about them um but i yeah, I think everything that as far as the advocacy efforts are extremely important,
0: yeah, well, I appreciate that and I mean hopefully we can see each other again this year uh, maybe later this year, at one of our conferences are our, our, uh, we've got a couple of conferences later in the year that we're sort of at this point we're planning on them being in person, but obviously we'll we'll see uh, um if the pandemic and uh, you know local and state restrictions allow us to do that but that's certainly our goal and i think everyone in the industry is definitely anxious to get back together and shake hands and you know whether or not we you know work from home anymore we certainly want to get together and uh, and you know add some uh, social aspect to the industry because i mean it's a big industry but it's also a really small industry as well and so i think everyone's kind of missing that Um, Lori, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. This was was a lot of fun finding out more about uh, the company and yourself. And so uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, great to talk with you, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, and again, like
0: I said, hopefully we see you later on this year. And uh, if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure and subscribe to us here on our YouTube channel. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. And uh, we'll be back again next week for another episode of Connect. We'll see you then.